Welcome aboard, Captain. Star Trek Minute, the semi-daily podcast where we talk about and celebrate Star Trek for the voyage home, one minute at a time. I'm David Stoker. And I'm Chris LaSalle. Hey, Chris. Hey, Dave. How's it going? Uh, pretty good. How's it going with you? Going good. All right. Hey. Hey. All right. So we're on minute 87, and this minute starts with Kirk and McCoy trying to get Pavel to wake up and ends with a cops and robbers chase in the hospital. Yeah. So I just want to... Uh let you know hmm. that I'm not going past second 40 of this minute. Why not? Because that's when the music kicks in. Oh. <laughs> okay, then. Uh, uh, yeah, anyway, we can get there. Let's get there. But I guess we can start at the beginning. Um, so uh, McCoy's nifty little uh, technology gadget is, has repaired the artery, presumably, right? Pres- that was the, presumably, yeah. Yes. And they're just waiting now for however long it takes for him to come out of his coma now that it's repaired. So well, apparently it's instantaneous. Yeah. Well, it's, so yeah. So, I mean, so this thing, do you think this device does, it repairs the artery and does, you know, anti-coma uh <laughs> I don't mean activities. to laugh. I don't mean to laugh because obviously being in a coma is serious business. But that just sounds so so sci-fi. Like, yeah, this gadget we built in, and you know, I bring up this point all the time of like, oh, just write in a gadget that you know that yeah, does right. the thing. So his, we know that his artery, you know, and his brain is bleeding, and you know, uh, he's got slow respiratory. Uh, behavior or whatever and he's in a coma so yeah maybe this device does it all maybe it it repairs the artery and re-stimulates the brain so that it 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 wakes up i would assume too that the it must you know they were about to drill a hole in his head right (laughs) which i still think is funny every time i say it i know it's not funny uh to relieve the pressure right so right uh this device must also be doing that because if you get an artery that's torn it's bleeding into his skull right right so this is this is this is repairing cleaning up the blood stimulating his brain is that what you said yeah right. well i guess yeah. I, so it says um you know i was reading about what a coma is and a coma is it, it's basically not being able to be wakened so you are not um stimulated by light or sound um you know uh, even you know touch um and i think that's like the basics of what a coma is i mean obviously okay. there's more to it than that but from a you know a basics stance it's you know you're in a deep sleep or un i think the definition i read was like a prolonged unconsciousness uh, so pr- that's why i said stimulate the brain so maybe as it repairs his brain you know, repairing the arteries up there, it's actually stimulating his consciousness, I guess, a little bit. I guess if we're going to get into, I mean, hey, we talk about Katra for, you know, a whole season and a half. So let's, you know. I think, yeah, we can get away with some uh, with some pure science here. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you think it also uh, is going to get rid of any headache that may result of this? 
Uh, no. no. Oh, so he's going to wake up with a bad, bad hangover, probably. I think he's... So, uh, usually when... Uh, again, I, I know so much about being in a coma. Um, and and I, again, I make light of uh, what's particularly a serious thing. Usually when you're in a coma, your body's not moving. So, aren't you, like, in a state of atrophy? Like, your muscles? So, he should be, like... And as we see throughout this minute, he is very much... <laughs> Yeah, we, we, let, let's talk about him yeah. when we get there, because <laughs> I do have some notes on that. So, uh, but yeah, I would think that he would be in, I don't know if he'd be in pain, maybe not pain, maybe not a headache, but I would think, yeah, if, uh, who knows how these futuristic devices work? Like, yeah. do they take away the the pain? Yeah. Let's assume that it does. You know, they're always up and around, like, instantly, it seems like, or sometimes. Sometimes they still have to stay in sick bay for a day, but... Uh, Okay, so so he's being anti-comatized, uh, and we know this McCoy says he's coming around. Yep. And uh, and Kirk is you know, Pavel, talk to me, and uh, and then when that doesn't work, I don't know, it gives it like all, all of two seconds. When that doesn't work, he just starts barking orders at him, seeing if he'll respond to name and rank. Um, and it works. Um. So Pavel wakes up, check off Pavel rank, and he says Admiral with a with a very very funny smile. Yes. Reason. So is that from does <laughs> back to your point about pain relief? Does the decomatizing device inject him with like morphine? Is he all high so makes, right now? Yeah. So is yeah. Is he all like loopy? Uh, I, maybe, maybe a little bit right now he's coming out of it. And so, uh, uh, I like, I, I mean, it's funny, right? It's a funny moment, Admiral. Uh, but I also like it cause I love hearing Chekhov say the word Admiral <laughs> with Admiral. his cool accent. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, what, why do you think Chekhov wants to be an Admiral? Is I don't it, know. Why wouldn't you, good? wouldn't you want to uh, be an Admiral? I don't know. Is it better pay? Is it, uh, you know, uh, presumably more responsibility, but you, know, you, you get a bigger to... replicator. You can replicate more things. <laughs> a bit, wait, because okay, a well, bigger there's no replicator. money. Like, it's not like you're getting a better pay. It's not like you're going from like a senior analyst to a lead analyst and you're, you know, you're getting a 10% increase in pay. You're, you know, you're, uh, you're going up in rank. You get more responsibility. You got more paper coming across. I would think you would need, like, you know, more access to the replicator. <laughs> so, okay, so this is a new one for me. Uh, a bigger replicator. So, but, I mean, I don't know so how big they are. Some... Usually they're, you know, you think of Captain Picard. He's got, like, the little replicator in his, his ready room that makes tea. Okay. So you're thinking... thinking, like, he can make cars and, you know. <laughs> I thought can, you were like... thinking, like, he can make a butterball turkey or something like that big. <laughs> So you're talking like a replicator the size of a garage? Sure. <laughs> Why not? So anything you want. Um, yeah. Have, you, have we? Is that a thing in Star Trek? We ever, I mean, I've seen replicators make clothes. I've yeah, they make clothes make and it makes food. And I, I remember one of the first season episodes of Next Generation where they're talking about replicators, and I think they find like a like a ship that's uh, you know it's from I think our generation. And uh, the guy makes a guitar. So clearly they make 
I don't want to say huge things, but that's pretty big. Yeah, that's, that's pretty that's big. A big that's pretty big. Okay. You know, bigger bigger than a bread box. Yeah, yeah it's bigger yeah. than a butterball. Okay. <laughs> Considering uh, Thanksgiving's coming up. Yeah, right, right. But, I mean, talk about convenience. Like, you know, I'm going to my brothers and I'm helping them make dinner. And, you know, you got to make the turkey and the stuffing and the mashed potatoes and, you know, all the veggies. Can you imagine just going up and going, uh, make me Thanksgiving dinner and it just comes out and it's perfect? <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be As amazing. I digress. No, no. You know, you, you, I, I thought you were going to give the example of, you know, I'm, I'm helping make dinner and we're making pumpkin pie and realize we're missing an ingredient. Like, oh, there's no flour in the house. Like, ah, so I go, I'll go replicate some flour. But you're you're all the way lazy to just make me. The oh, pie. yeah. <laughs> just make me the pie. Yeah, I'm not I'm not bothering to go old school. Um, if, if you if you ordered. If you asked the replicator for flour. Would you get it in a bowl or would you get it in like, you know, a brand name paper bag of flour? <laughs> like, I, I, I have to wonder if it would just be replicated like a pile of flour, <laughs> like a, a mound. Of... <laughs> you'd, have to, you'd have to get the measuring cup over that bowl and scrape it into the bowl. Great. <laughs> we get flour dust everywhere, all over the replicator. But it, you know, that's, a huge a, mess. that's actually quite an interesting question because usually, obviously, when Picard, he gets his Earl Grey hot. Yeah. It's in a it's in a cup. It's in a, it's in a teacup. Yep. Uh, it doesn't just you know <laughs> amass on the. But other uh, but other things they have replicated, the thing just appears. Is yeah. it is it does food like is there a certain subroutine that runs that says oh they've ordered a food item, so therefore. I've got to create a dish as well to put it in the, you know, in the dish. Yeah. It's got to Troy, be, right? Troy orders chocolate ice cream all the time. Like, can you just imagine like two scoops of ice cream just hanging out on the, right. You know, the, <laughs> the pad the, there. Yeah. Um, yeah. It must know, right. Oh, this is a liquid. Put it into a, a vessel of some kind. Right. Right. Uh, what about jello? What would it do with jello? That, that's, that's debatable. Right, you could you could dump it on the replicator pad. Well, if it had, uh, um, what was the stuff you made with it? Did the, the not Jello because you need like the Knox blocks stuff to put in it so that you get the square blocks. Don't you remember that when your mom made, made the Jello jigglers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, one. Okay, so now I'm I'm now I'm all the way to going back to the garage sized uh, replicator and ordering a giant garage a car sized chunk of jello you know people do that can you give imagine jello give me a jello i, I love jello feet by four I, feet I'm, by I'm, three i'm on board with the jello i would just say make me a big pile of jello one i can just lay down in yeah okay we've probably taken this far enough well how did we even get to replicators i don't know <laughs> so anyway, okay. Okay. Uh, back, so check, on, back on Earth. Chekhov has woken up. He wants to be an admiral. That's how yep. we got there. Uh, so uh, so again, I, I said this last minute. Sorry to interrupt. But I said this last minute. Kirk, again, the first name, first name basis. Hmm. Not Chekhov. Pavel, talk to me. You know, he's still, he's still going, you know, yeah. with the Pavel. And, he's and, and again, he says... Mode. And he says it later in the episode too. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That. Uh, yeah. When does it stop? Right. Like. When does he stop calling him Pavel? Yeah. Right. 
Yeah. Um, I guess, yeah, I guess it would be weird to have him transition back to uh, Commander. Is that his rank right now? Not now, Commander. I don't know. He could do that. It would work in the scene. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so he drops the joke, Admiral, and then they cut to um, the Ponch and John at the door. Yep. And, the, and everyone's sneaking out, or they're pulling Chekhov out. Now we've got Dr. Jillian, McCoy, and Kirk. Uh, rolling out checkoff. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And so it is funny though, the kind of cop has a patient doctor and Kirk's like, he's got to make it. He, he went in with a she and Kirk's like one little mistake. That's is he say, good... is he say, is he saying that to himself? Uh, I don't know. That's a good, I think I thought the same thing. Like, I don't think that's, he's saying that to the cop. I think he's like, He's like kicking himself. Yeah, kicking himself. Like, whoops. Uh, I don't know. That's a guy. I, I think you could take it both ways. I think you could be like, oh yeah, that was a mistake. We we actually brought right. in a, a man when he came in. Uh, but yeah, that's also funny. Uh, and uh, so the, the, my note on the cops' reaction, I, I found the cops' reaction weird. They look at each other, and then they immediately run back into the room. So. Yeah, I would. I would have. You know, if they. But wait a minute. They get. They've got a man. It's got to be the guy we've been guarding. I would have taken off after Kirk. So first of all, you know, let's go back to they let them in. You know, obviously McCoy threw a lot of technical jargon at him, and you know, he being of, you know, not doctor status, didn't know. So he, you know, the police officer was like, "Okay, let's just let him in," and. Wouldn't you have gone in with him to see what they were doing? Or would you have been like, this is a doctor business. I don't want any part of it. Like, I'm thinking if they're holding this classified patient who is, uh, you know, Mm. a national security, you know, made a national security breach or whatever. Like, I feel like, A, not enough police. And B, wouldn't they have someone inside to keep an eye on them? I would think so, but uh, let's or they say just the, would never have figured that someone would have been silly enough to try a, a you know a checkoff breakout. Uh, well, yeah. How often do you think hospital heists happen in real life? They're not expecting that. Of right. course, they, if they're not expecting it, why put guards on the door? I guess the guards the guards are there to keep checkoff from escaping, like running away, right? Not necessarily right. from people coming in and rolling them out. Sure. Hmm. Um, again, they take the they so they run in. So weird reaction. They run back in. Uh, weirder. They both try to free the surgeons uh, from right. from the from the little room, uh, and they don't do anything until the until the surgeon says, "Go get some help." Uh, and uh, I mean, the, the cops are the help. Right? Yeah. So, again, this is... <laughs> would, would you I, ever I, tell a cop, go get some help? <laughs> like, You're the help. Help me. Right. I, I, yeah. <laughs> two things here. One is, there's two cops. Mm-hmm. Why didn't one stick with the... The criminals are getting away. Yeah. So why didn't they... One of them go, you go but help. You know, you go in, check it out, and then I'll go after the you know, the criminals. I completely agree. 
but they both go rushing in and then they both try to like yeah i know kirk fused the lock but last time i checked windows are breakable (laughs) and it couldn't and they have guns can't they like how many times in a movie have we seen someone whip out their gun and like blow the lock in the door and just say step back and and then the lock is gone Oh, we just saw it a minute ago. Kirk did it with the phaser. Right. So. Yeah. <laughs> yep. All sorts of bad tactical decisions here. Yeah. So then obviously begins the the chase. Um, yeah. So I'm going to sign off and you can finish in a minute. So obviously the, the doctor finishes and says, get us out of here. They've taken the patient, get some help. Um, then begins the chase music of... Um, which I always laugh at, um, them, um, <laughs> the, uh, I always, and it's not because it's good. Let me, let me put that out there. It's not because the music is good or the chase is good. It, it's because it's kind of silly, you know, here oh. they are trying to save the world and we're having a Benny Hill style chase in the hospital. Uh, Exactly. Uh, we've got Benny Hill antics. We've got almost right. Benny Hill theme. Yeah, you could totally use the Benny Hill theme here. Yeah. It would be almost the same. <laughs> yeah. Um, so finally, they're you know they're they're going down, and we get multiple views of the cops chasing to uh, the you know Jillian, Doctor Jillian, and McCoy and Kirk pushing, and then we get this interesting view of what I'm believing to be Chekhov's perspective of the lights going by. Is that supposed to give the illusion of sickness? Like I know if I was on a table and the thing, I mean, I don't know. I would be getting sick. Like, you know how you get like car sick. (laughs) Like, are we just supposed to see like motion with these lights overhead? Like I, I, I don't understand the purpose of them. Uh, Yeah. I think, I think it's just, we're we're just maybe supposed to see i don't i don't know yeah it's definitely Chekhov's perspective um it, it may maybe he's just becoming uh, conscious even though he you know just spoke yeah. before they hit the road here and maybe he's because he does after after he you know is looking at the ceiling uh and prior to that he's yeah. just laying there like like a Vulcan, like dormant, like right. no, no, no expression. And then he, it's only after he sees the ceiling that he lifts his head. And so maybe right. he's just, just now waking up, right. Really becoming conscious. And mm, what's maybe going I hadn't, on. yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. That's yeah. I'll, I'll buy that. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, I, I don't know if this would be Pavel's dream or not, but he gets the, you know, Kirk face palm. Yeah. <laughs> just unceremoniously just shoves his head back down by sticking and again his he calls him Pavel feet. again yeah. not now Pavel and not, what not not how what not now don't like lift, don't, don't put lift your head, head up, up. Well, yeah, I mean is he, cre- is he creating wind drag <laughs> we need uh, all full aerodyne, dyna- uh, aerodynamics here right <laughs> yeah his head uh, being up is not going to slow them down no uh, so I don't know if you noticed, we've been, uh, I've been, uh, looking for this, um, since we were doing some research on the hospital, all the hospital scenes, um, at, at second 58, 
um, when you see the, the you know the, the cops are running down the hallway. Yeah. Um, there's a an, I think an unintended cameo um, uh, to the right. Um, uh, it's supposed to be it's it's hard to tell, but it certainly looks like Leonard Nimoy, uh, like in one of the side corridors. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we've been we've been I've heard that was that was that was him and and uh, so I've been looking for I wasn't sure where it was I'm like oh there he is uh, and I, I buy it it looks I mean he's a blur but it looks like yeah. McCoy, uh, a Nimoy blur to me yeah yeah um, so I don't know if that was uh, you know him accidentally getting into frame as he's directing these scenes or well that's what I was wanted. wondering yeah is yeah. he like you don't see his eyebrows go up and be like, oops, and try to take a step back. That would be funny. Um, so, yeah, uh, I think that gets us to the end, right? Yeah. Uh, just getting, so just yeah, it's up. still the chase going, you know, a couple of perspective changes. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, did you have any other any other notes? I didn't, no. Yeah, me neither. So it's Friday. So uh Friday's the day we uh, we thank our, our patrons. Yay! Uh, yay! Uh, uh, for those of you who don't know, we uh, we started a, a Patreon uh, this year, uh, this season for for Star Trek Minute. You can uh, find out more information by going to StarTrekMinute.com and click the Become a Patron link. Um, uh, if you sponsor the show, uh, we've got all sorts of um, fabulous prizes depending on what level you support the show. Um, and one of those is where we get to thank you on air on our Friday episodes. So here we go um in no particular order um although you can probably figure it out how <laughs> we're gonna start with thanking andrew hey thanks andrew uh followed by captain america hey steve rogers um is, is that is that known do people know captain america is steve rogers that's not a secret identity right i don't think in the movies it is i think in the comics it was for a while okay um yeah, can be, I, we always say Steve Rogers' name every time we, right. <laughs> we say Captain America, so we're like totally blowing his cover. Uh, all right, we want to thank uh, Conrad. Hey, Conrad. Uh, thank you, Giraffe Bear. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Hey, Giraffe Bear. I'm just, I'm just being you now. Uh, thanks to Kevin. Well, I thank everyone, but I give everyone a little, a little something extra, a little something different. I don't just say thank you to everyone. I'm not you. We, we <laughs> we should just do that uh, um, one week and just be like uh, thank you to Conrad Kevin Con- <laughs> just rattle off the names see how quickly we can do it um, yes so thanks, thanks to, to Kev- thanks to Giraffe Bear yeah thanks to Giraffe Bear thank you to Kevin yes thanks uh, Kevin thanks to Con Noonie and Shane yay love that name yeah uh, Quarks Q Tips. Hey, don't um, love that name. Don't love that name. No, no, no. Thank you, uh, Sagacious Crumb. Thank you. Thank you. I almost said thank you. Thank you, sir. But I don't. I don't know. Uh, but thank you. Um, we got <laughs> we got a new name this week. Uh, uh, thanks. <laughs> thanks to uh, Spooky Thanksgiving name. What, are, what is this? So, so <laughs> I think we know who this is. But um, how do you come up with Spooky Thanksgiving name? Well, I think that you know, there's that there's that whole uh, uh, trend on at least on Twitter, right? Yeah. Where everybody in October they change their their handle to something that's you know yeah. spooky or scary, and uh, so I think uh, 
I think this patron is trying to get in on it and try maybe try to start a new thing. Spooky thing. I mean, what would have made more sense if it was spooky Thanksgiving holiday, you know, uh, Christmas or Hanukkah name or something like that. Just go, well, just go the full nine. Well, I think maybe he's trying to he's trying to do a you know nightmare before Christmas thing, you know, like trying to blend oh. these two holidays, right? So he's trying to blend Thanksgiving and gotcha and, and, our, and Halloween, maybe. But I like it. I mean, kudos. It, the and his icon is also a uh, um, is that a vampire a, turkey? Go uh, <laughs> close. It's a skull with a pilgrim hat. Ooh, uh, so yeah, scary movie. pilgrim. All right. Uh, thanks to so kudos to that uh, creative one. Yes. Uh, thank thanks to the Carlisles. Um, hey, long, the Carlisles. long time, yeah, long time supporters, uh, friends of ours. Yep. Uh, thanks to Timmy Bricks. Hey, our favorite Lego friend. Yeah, and uh, last but not least, uh, thanks to uh, uh, Heidi Bennett over at Vibrant Visionaries. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, thanks one and all. Uh, really appreciate your support as always. Uh, keeping the lights on here at Star Trek Minute. Um, uh, we're actually going to be doing some, uh, uh, I think some, some, some new swag things in the near future, mm. um, uh, related to all this. So, uh, so keep an ear out for that. Yes. Uh, and again, if you, and if you are, if your ears just perked up when I said uh, new swag, uh, and you haven't become a patron, you can head over to star trek minute.com and click the become a patron link and you'll, uh, uh, get more information. Yes. Um, that's all we've got. We're heading into the weekend. Uh, uh, we'll be back again on uh, Monday talking about Minute 88, I believe. Yes. Uh, minute 88 of the Voyage Home here at the Star Trek Minute. Bye now. Goodbye. <laughs>